The following podcast contains spoilers and words like and gosh Mate, did we watch a thing this week? Yeah, we did. Hey there, thanks for joining us. This is We Watched a Thing. I'm Topher. As always, I'm joined by a man who bows to no one. I am the Kong of the podcast world, they say. You're a hairy bastard. <laughs> <laughs> so if I'm the Kong, are you the Coach Taylor? Or who, who are you, mate? <laughs> yeah, you know, just there for a couple of scenes, really nothing to offer. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> How you been anyway, mate? Absolutely fantastic. Thanks for asking. I've been great too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we spoke uh, not that long ago and strangely about this very movie because it was a couple of nights ago we recorded with Mr. Sam Hurley of Movie Reviews and 20 Qs an episode about this. That's right. That episode is either it's either out or about to come out. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be weird talking about this again in such close proximity. I think this is the first time we've ever recorded an episode after having a full conversation about the film. <laughs> That's right. We we both know exactly what the other thinks about this film. There's no there's no surprises in store for us anyway. Yeah, I know that you have a terrible opinion, which I'm sure the listeners are already guessing. So, <laughs> <laughs> shall we crack into it then? Love to. What are we talking about this week, bud? We are talking about the one, two, three, fourth. Is that right? The fourth in the the monster verse. Yeah. Yeah, so third Godzilla film, second Kong film, fourth in the MonsterVerse. Yeah. That's right. So follow up to uh Godzilla King of the Monsters, um which was awful. Um <laughs> we are now talking about <laughs> Godzilla vs Kong. Correct. A 2021 American monster film directed by Adam Wingard. It as well as being the fourth in the MonsterVerse, it's the 36th Godzilla film and the 12th King Kong film. And it stars Alexander Skarsgård, Millie Bobby Brown, Rebecca Hall, Brian Tyree Henry, Shun Ogary, Elsa Gonzalez, Julian Dennison, Lance Reddick, Kyle Chandler, and Demian Bashir. And what is it about, Toph? Says it right there on the label. <laughs> Godzilla vs. Kong. And then there's a bunch of humans. Um, no one really knows why. <laughs> um, I hadn't seen the previous Kong film, Skull Island, I believe it's called. Um I actually put it, I actually once hit play on it on a plane from, I reckon, LA to Melbourne and the person in front of me. And if you do this, I, I'm sorry, I fucking hate you. The person just put their seat all the way back. Oh, no. So even if you, you know, the, sc- the screens, you can kind of, you can, you can twist them a bit to your eye level, but it's still just really at that point, just pointing straight down towards my junk. Uh, that so I couldn't I couldn't watch anything because of this prick in front of me who was like my comfort is more important than those around me. Um, I know th- yeah I know there's a defence you know if the seat does it I'm allowed to do it oh. I don't care I think you're a fucking that's one of the honestly people who do that are going there is a special place in hell for them there's a separate circle just for people who do that I, I'm with it like I don't understand why the seats even do it like the airlines know that there's not enough room for people to do it should be illegal it should be illegal yep oh. yep I'd rather he brought a pipe bomb onto the plane 
<laughs> well, I mean, don't don't joke about that, mate. <laughs> like, you, really? I mean, I mean, you you can't joke about. Are we not joking about planes? We're not joking about bombs on planes. Still, mate. still, still. Even while we're not on the plane, I still don't think you okay. can do it. <laughs> I mean, no one can even fly at the moment. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to fly recently. And it was the worst. It was so- Because, like, the schedules are no good and I had to be on so many planes. And you got to wear a mask the whole time, which, you know, good good, good thing to do. Wear a mask. It's not comfy for 12 hours straight, though. Wear a mask and don't bring a bomb. D- yeah. Yeah. That's the important <laughs> things to remember on a plane. And and probably don't watch a Monsterverse film because they're really bad. Ah, oh, you have the worst opinions. <laughs> <laughs> I have loved every MonsterVerse entry, my friend. I think that Kong Skull Island is the worst of the four, but geez, these Godzilla ones are nailing it, aren't they, mate? No, no, they're not. <laughs> um, it's it's troubling when you're the fourth film in a franchise and you still need to convey information by like a fake commercial for the building that one of your characters is in because. You probably rightly can't trust that the audience just has a grasp on what's going on in this dumbass universe. Not a good sign. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I've grown to really love the fake commercial thing. And I do. It's overused now. You know, we saw it recently in Wonder Woman. But to me, I don't know if you, you were ever a watcher of Better Off Ted. It's about this company kind of like apex i guess that does just silly things and every episode starts with this fake commercial for for some new product every time i see it in a film it just makes me think of that and it just makes me like it a little more even though i know that it's unnecessary and i've said before that i'm i'm a total sucker for, for this i love it when when a news report is used in a film to convey information even though it's lazy i just love it but when you're the fourth film in a franchise and you're having to <laughs> rely on one of these gimmicks, that's that's tough, I think. I find the news report thing hit and miss, to be honest. Often more miss than hit. Like you say, I think it's- I, I know you say you like it, but it is often unnecessary. I just think, to me, it often feels so- fake like the fake like commercials are inherently bad so a fake commercial when it's kind of cheesy it it doesn't bother me but when you see these fake news reports you're like well i mean this is fake (laughs) okay it's a movie the whole thing is fake i know there's no godzilla that's not the point (laughs) just it feels inherently cheesy to me let me say this about godzilla vs kong i think its heart is absolutely in the right place this is a Um, movie that knows what it is yeah going into this film i'd like i hadn't read any reviews going in i don't because i don't tend to before seeing a film but from like the odd headline that i'd seen and just picking up you know the vibe of the of them interwebs um it seemed like they definitely gone for and nailed the the dumb fun yeah um and i think they nailed the first half of that (laughs) No, 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 no. Let me pause you here for a minute. Are you telling me that at no point in this film you had fun? When when they first encounter each other on the ship and Kong swings that massive Russell Crowe punch right into Godzilla's face, not a little bit of you cheered? When you first saw Mechagodzilla, you didn't have a little bit of a woo moment? I have no pre-existing relationship to Mechagodzilla, to be honest. So it didn't actually like really there's nothing inside me that like sprung to life when that happened. Um as for 
Kong and Godzilla actually fighting. This is not the fault of the film. It's just a point that I've got to in my movie watching where I just find watching CGI things go at it. And this is well done, CGI. Kong looks Mm. great. Godzilla looks great. I just don't care. Yeah. I don't care. It's not like he's... And and this is something that... um, It's just like an inbuilt advantage that Star Wars has is that when people are having a lightsaber duel, you put two people on a set with a couple of sticks yeah, and say, we'll make these sound awesome in post. Um, Go go at it. And so that can still absolutely work for me. Like, for instance, the throne room scene in The Last Jedi, I fucking love. Um, Two giant CGI things going at it. And from what I can gather, it absolutely works for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. I just, I've just got to a point where I have no interest in it. I, I guess I'd never thought about it either. It definitely tracks that you had never seen Mechagodzilla at all. I guess I never made that connection that you weren't- See, because for me, I'm, I love these kind of movies. And I have since I was a kid. And to me, I was sucked in initially by the, the stop motion and the guys in costumes and stuff. So I do have this kind of connection to like I think of Godzilla as a character, which I guess a lot of people probably wouldn't. Like he is, as you say, just a big kind of CGI beast. So I guess it makes sense that you don't have that connection as such. If they were stop motion, I would have loved the shit out of those fights. Yeah, yeah. You should check out some of the earlier ones then. I've got the full Toho box set and you we should watch some because they really are incredible. And I actually think that this one, and I said this in movie reviews in 20 Qs, I, I love the look of this Godzilla. I think for once Hollywood have, have nailed the Godzilla look. Is this as good as, say, Shin Godzilla, which was the 2016 Japanese kind of reboot? No, not at all. But it's still a lot of fun, I think. You know, one thing I noticed about this Godzilla? What? Exact same leg structure as my (laughs) seven-month-old. I'm not kidding. (laughs) Is Godzilla vs. Kong just not as interesting as Mac vs. Topher at, like, bath time? Oh, she's brutal, man. Just grab onto chest hair. <laughs> yes. Like you think you're safe. And then yowza. I don't know why they're attracted to pulling those chest hairs, but they hurt. Has she ever tried to, like, latch onto your nipple? Because I can tell you that hurts. Um, no, I haven't had that one. <laughs> um, I, I have a question for you, if, you, if you're up for it. I know we've already done movie reviews and 20 Qs, but anyway. Um. How did Rebecca Hall's character not notice that a creature the size of a building has been doing sign language? Like, where was Kong hiding while he was signing to to this little girl who I don't know? Am I meant to know who that is? I'm, I'm not sure. Cause that no, was- no I, I was the same. I was like, are these characters from Kong Skull Island yeah, that I just I don't, don't remember? But, like, how has he been doing sign language on the lowdown? Like, this, this Truman Show thing is not that big. No. I was with you there. I didn't buy that because he's he's in a controlled environment, right? Like, there would be cameras everywhere. That's the point of him being in this controlled environment is to be monitored. Yeah. It's just Ed Harris somewhere. Yeah. Cameras. And, I mean, she let that little deaf girl out there for some reason. She knows that they have a connection. She, she would have seen them sign at least a word or two. You'd reckon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The person who is, like, quote- 
the Kong Whisperer or, or, or whatever she is. <laughs> yeah. She's she's the world's leading expert on Kong. Didn't notice that a creature the size of a fucking shipping. <laughs> I know, those hands Bezel. aren't small. Those hands yeah. are not small. You'd see them signing from literally a mile yeah. away. And she's like, oh, I just thought he had an itch. <laughs> well, that's right. And, it, you know, she speaks sign language. It's not like if a lay person saw a monkey moving their hands, they might think they were just doing something. She would recognize the signs. Yeah. Very, very silly. Kong, very stealthy, apparently. So I guess let's, you kind of led there. Let's get into the human aspect then oh, of the God, film. The humans. We kind of have the two split human stories in this film because you've got Rebecca Hall and Skarsgård doing their whole under earth thing and and that you know that's not like a strong plot but at least there is a point to it yeah as I said in movie reviews and 20Qs I think that that is the best human story we've had in one of these films and I think because that story really is just supporting Kong like that that story isn't you're not meant to care about the the characters at all the, the human characters that is only there to put you on Kong's side because you go into this movie knowing that Godzilla is going to win. Like, he's a radioactive lizard versus a giant monkey. Like, you know that Godzilla's going to win. So, you need some kind of story to put you on Kong's side and have some believability that he has a reason to exist. So, I don't mind that story. And obviously, you're going to care about these humans as much as they care about Kong, which is to say not at all because they still <laughs> chain the dude up and just dump him in the Antarctic with- with no extra clothes on. He does. I'm sorry. The guy's going to be cold. He does get an awesome hammock ride, though. Like, where, that scene where the copters were, like, flying him and he's just laying on his back. I'm like, why don't I ever get that treatment? That'd be amazing. <laughs> In the Antarctic, though? What time of year is it? <laughs> <laughs> um, as for the other side of the human story, Millie Bobby Brown. And- the one that we could generously, like, we could charitably- Describe it as pointless. Yeah. That like that to me is a story that not only should be cut down, it should just be cut. It, the only reason it's there is to have a connection to the Godzilla films because- Yeah. You well, know, because like, yeah, people were contractually obliged. Yeah. It's like we have to chuck Millie Bobby Brown in here somewhere. Let's give her this. It's not great. <laughs> um, how do you feel about the, uh, the view of podcasters in the film- <laughs> I'm pretty good, I thought. A bit of a pathetic weirdo. So, you know. <laughs> I know, it's like between between this and the podcaster in, in you know, remember the oh, Halloween the, the, reboot? The Halloween, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we don't look good. <laughs> and, you know, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bunch of entitled pricks that are just like, yeah, I'll put a microphone in front of me. People need to hear what we have to say, Topher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, this is important stuff. Absolutely. Um, credentials be damned. <laughs> so, you still hate Millie Bobby Brown, though? Oh, dreadful. She's just dreadful. And anyone who doesn't believe me should watch Enola Holmes. Yeah, look, I haven't watched Enola Holmes and I won't. I, sh- I shan't. I shan't. Don't. <laughs> but let me say this. I did not realise that she is as young as she is. And I know that you say that doesn't matter. Children should still have talent or die. But- (laughs) (laughs) Wow, is that what I say? I, in my head, I assumed that she was, you know, mid-20s and just, you know, was still playing a kid as 
usually tends to happen. I had like no idea. Like the Dawson's Creek kids who were like, like the Dawson's Creek kids. I had no idea that she is just 17. Like, she must have been literally 11 or 12 when Stranger Things started. I had no idea she was that young. And I think that you got to give- you got to cut a little bit of slack there, mate. I absolutely do not. I don't think she's terrible in this film. I don't- I don't love her. I don't hate her like you do, but- I don't hate her. I don't have any feelings whatsoever towards Millie Bobby Brown as a person. I think <laughs> she's- I think she's quite bad on screen. I don't know. I think that in this film, she was about as good as anybody else. I don't think anybody in this film- Wow. No Shots one's fired mate, at Rebecca Hall. No, Rebecca Hall is not putting this on a sizzle reel, mate. Absolutely not. But she does come out of a film where she has to say the words, <laughs> Kong bows to no one. Well, in her defense, not, it does bow to no one. Not absolutely stinking like poo. <laughs> so, props to Rebecca Hall. Honestly, mate, Rebecca Hall would have done commercials 15 years ago that she's more likely to put on a sizzle reel than she is any scene from this film. I think that's true. But like many, <laughs> I, I think this is like broadly true of British actors. They're like- Yes, I care about what I do for a job, but this is my job. And yeah. who am I to turn down a check? <laughs> yeah. So, Rebecca Hall was like, sure. <laughs> you can pay me to say Kong bows to no one. So, you pointed out in movie reviews and 20Qs that you feel like this franchise has a very, very, very good cast. Across the films, it's incredible. In this film, who would you say is our best on ground? Like, what's our, what's our Oscar performance in this film? The visual effects artist that <laughs> that moved Kong's face. <laughs> Sad Kong. Happy Kong. The best is Godzilla, man. When when God when you see those close-ups of his face and he does that kind of like, you know, fuck deal with it face, I'm like, oh man, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I do I love those shots of just Kong rocking out listening to some country folk. <laughs> There were like three or four scenes in the film where he's just hanging out on a beach while country folk music plays. Wait, do you think he could hear the music? <laughs> I'm not I'm not saying he could. Wasn't it the soundtrack? It was the soundtrack, but I feel like he enjoyed it. <laughs> okay. He sensed it somehow. Yeah. He knew it was there. He was in it's his Kong. big he was in his yeah. big bubble. I'm sure it was playing through yeah, right. speakers. It's Kong sensors were tingling. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't soundtrack. Maybe Rebecca Hall was playing that in the control room and it was just like blaring out yeah. through the Thunderdome. And she was so busy singing along she didn't notice <laughs> the giant creature signing. <laughs> we figured it out, mate. <laughs> at what point- Another question. At what point in this and any other film are pilots going to learn that they actually have the ability to stay out of reach of Godzilla? Yeah. For fuck's sake. You're in a plane, mate. Yeah, it's not like they've got, like, bayonets. It's not like there's knives on the ends of their planes that yeah. they have to run into. It's not It's not a knight's tail. <laughs> you don't have to charge the guy. <laughs> you fire from a distance, my friends. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Absolute idiots. And, like, he's a big target. It's not like nailing Womprats. Yeah. Like- that, that's it. Any pilot who gets wiped out by Godzilla by physical contact, <sighs> this, this, this is a tough thing to say. But they fucking deserved it. That's right. Y you are so dumb you don't deserve to keep on living. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't the airplanes. It was Beauty Killed the Beast. That's because the airplanes kept fucking crashing into him. 
That's right. Beauty, yeah, the, the full quote is, it should have been the airplanes. Yeah. Beauty had to step the fuck up and do but something. They were so no shit else that was. Beauty had to- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it should have been the advanced weaponry with guns on it. Yeah. But they These couldn't do it. too busy crashing into him. <laughs> um. So you mentioned the visual effects in in this film a couple of times. I have to say, I do think they're stunning. I think it, this is a really good looking film, and I think I, I know that you have issues with the the chosen camera angles, and I will agree with you there. But I do think that the choreography of the fight scenes is really well done, and I think they're edited quite nicely. I know you're not a fan of the camera angles. But at least a lot of it is quite stationary. They have really foregone the stupid, you know, because when you have a 3D camera that's that's fake, you can position it however you want and it spins around and it moves a lot. They've really foregone that in this film, which I think is a smart move. There's a lot of quite long shots, quite long cuts. Not It's not this really fast paced editing that I, I hate in fight scenes. The one problem I do have is that I do feel like there are some size inconsistencies. And maybe it's just that there aren't enough shots where you get to see scale. But I definitely feel like there are shots in this film where Kong is smaller than Godzilla. And yet when they fight, they're virtually the same size. But I don't think they do a good job enough of representing scale that you believe that. Because I think there's a lot of shots here where Kong looks quite small, particularly when it's just him and the humans. He doesn't look as big as as we know Godzilla to be. Yeah, and so so to unpack further what what you've said about camera angles, um, I have a real beef with, and it happens in this film. It's happened in recent Jurassic Park films. It happens in a bunch of of big CGI riddled movies where the I I think that the choices in shot do a complete disservice to the scale of the creatures we're looking at by yeah. by so often having the quote-unquote camera basically at eye level of these things. Yeah. And as I said on our episode with Sam, you compare that to what Spielberg did in Jurassic Park yeah. where the camera is almost always at human level. So a tyrannosaur, which is only a fraction of the size of these two things- winds up looking bigger than Godzilla and Kong because the camera is at a place where you get the scale of of this thing. Whereas when these two things are fighting in a city, yes, okay, we know how big a skyscraper is. Yes. But with the with the random destruction that that has just absolutely no consequence, the the, the buildings and the environment become so meaningless yeah. that I I at no point feel like I'm watching something that's 112 metres tall fight something that's 105 metres tall or, or whatever they are because it's just two things fighting. So that's a real beef for me. I agree completely there, but I think that the deeper issue there isn't so much a camera issue. The real problem there is the scope of the story. Like when you look at Jurassic Park, the reason those shots work is because that's a human story. That's not a story about dinosaurs. That's a story about humans trying to survive dinosaurs. Hence why the camera is from the human point of view. The issue with this film is that, as we've said, the humans are only there to support the story of these two giant yeah. creatures. And it's we've got really zero investment film. in any of them. Exactly. And for that final scene, because the humans are in the heave, 
they're all flying up and stuff anyway. So even when you do see it from their point of view, it is from that elevated, you know, so you still lose that scale. So I, I agree with you completely, but I I think the choice is intentional in this film, unlike films like Pacific Rim, where they completely botched that. At least this isn't a human story. So I, I understand the choices behind the angles, but I agree with you that it just, it doesn't work for that scale and scope. Let me get this straight. Godzilla can, like, sense another uh, another titan or whatever they're called. Yeah, that's what we learned in the last film. Yeah. yeah. So he tracks down Kong once Kong's on a ship because he's like, fuck this. There can be only one Highlander style. Yeah. Two things. Yeah. Why could he not sense him in the Truman Show? And why, if he can sense this guy from the other side of the world- when he just acts dead on a ship and he's 500 metres away, he's like, oh, yeah, he's probably dead and turns around. Yeah. I think, he, I think, and I'm trying to think back, I think that he could sense him when he was in the monitoring environment because in the last film, he attacked monsters who were in Apex monitoring environments, right? I have no idea. I believe he did. And I think that he was working his way up to Kong. And that's why Rebecca Hall at the start of this film was like, I'm worried for Kong. You know, like Godzilla's, you know, like he's after. Isn't this set like five years after? Well, I I guess maybe he'd been going around killing a bunch of other monsters. Is it set five years after? It only came out like three years after. Yeah, it's only or or even two years. But I I did read somewhere that there is a the gap between the films is longer than the gap between the releases. Well, that's a silly arbitrary date. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. I feel like maybe he was just more protected inside the bubble. Mm. Uh, I'm just saying that the logic of a Godzilla versus Kong film doesn't completely track. Yeah, which is which is shocking to me. That's fair. So, the monsterverse, as it were, has been building entirely to this film. This is this is what it was set up for. They they started this franchise building to this in mind. I can't help but think that they're not done. Particularly, this film has done exceptionally well in a COVID time box office. Like, this is not the end of the monsterverse. Do you think we're going to see the introduction of other monsters or are we going to continue to follow Godzilla and Kong? Do you think we could get like- Well, if this is the equivalent of Batman v Superman, we're, we're going to need a team up film, aren't we? We need oh. them to form the Hairy League or something. <laughs> That'd be pretty There's got to be some monster from space, doesn't there? There's got to be. I mean, think of the other things these two could verse. <laughs> it's a shame actually- like, I I loved Mechagodzilla in this film. And like I said, when he appeared on screen, I fucking cheered because I had no idea that was coming. And I was like, holy shit, this is this is this is what this is now. This is Mechagodzilla. I was so happy. I'm kind of really sad that he's done with, and I, I would love to see him make a return. Is there anything in the uh like in the existing canon? Is there a is there oh. a next end end boss? There's I mean, so there's, there's so many. I, I'm trying to remember who did he fight Godira? You know, the three headed dragon. Did he fight him in King of the Monsters? He did, didn't he? Yeah, that was the, the end fight. In, yeah, in that okay. Because he's the other he's the other big one. And and that monster's DNA was still causing havoc with the uh the virtual reality game. 
yeah. that old mate was playing. <laughs> hey, I had no idea until today that that guy on the VR machine is meant to be the son of Ken Watanabe's character. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, that wasn't clear to me from the movie. But then again, I also, it's not like I'm heavily invested <laughs> in these things. Uh, he was not nearly as cool as Ken Watanabe, just quietly. No one's as cool as Ken Watanabe, though. So when did Skarsgård learn to fly the magical helicopter? <laughs> Sometime when he was shaving off his shaggy fisherman's beard. That was pretty amazing. <laughs> well, he can just do anything, can't he? Well, no, he can't pull off being a disheveled scientist. <laughs> can I tell you a secret? Do it. I don't like Alexander Skarsgård. I'm not a massive fan. Thank you. Thank you. I don't like him. I just don't. I don't think he's that good. I thought he was well used in Big Little Lies because- Because he's meant to be- I, Yeah, I actually kind of find him deeply unlikable. Yeah. Yes. Like, my wife is obsessed with him. Like, and not just because he's tall and he's got that accent and- I'm, Yeah. I, like, I mean, the guy was cast as Tarzan for a reason. He's- Yeah. He was put together by an engineer pretty close to God. Yeah. She loves him. I don't get it. I just I'm just not a fan putting it out there. Yeah. I'm 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 not on Skarsgard Island. No. <laughs> or Skarsgard Truman Show. None of them. Maybe that'll be the next Monsterverse film. <laughs> Attack of the fifty foot Skarsgards. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> One thing and again, you already know this, but I will not forgive this film for its criminal underuse of Kyle Chandler. I hate it. I hate what this movie did. How? Okay, here we go. Here we go. Picture this, Billy. Yeah. It's it's the end fight. Yep. Kong's just had his ass handed to him by Godzilla. Yeah. They get the the giant defibrillators out yeah. and bring him back. <laughs> and before he pops his shoulder back in, which is definitely the coolest moment of the film, before that happens, Coach Taylor <laughs> gives, gives him, him a, a motivational speech. <laughs> Okay, now you're cooking with gas. Come that's, on. That's how you use Kyle Chandler. Because can I tell you something? Dude's not great. <laughs> he's he's Coach Taylor and that's all he is. If you're going to use him, use him as Coach Taylor. That's not true. Kyle Chandler's great in everything. In Friday Night Lights. Yep. Yep. Definitely. <laughs> what else? And many other things that you haven't seen. Okay. Maybe I just haven't seen enough. I, just, I don't think he's the draw card that you think he is. I've said it before, I'll say it again. You have neither clear eyes nor a full heart. <laughs> Here's exactly what I think happened with this film. I think they said, we've got enough budget for one main story from the Godzilla side. We can either have Millie Bobby Brown or Kyle Chandler. They chose Bobby Brown because she's a bigger name. Well, they kind of went with neither. No, she's in it a fair bit. Yeah, well, yeah, it definitely felt like a lot, but I figured- those parts of the film just went very slowly for me. And especially because she's in that smaller group with just Brian Tyree Henry and Julian Dennison, who fucking sucks. <laughs> she really, like, she's the main character on that side. Whereas on the other side, I don't feel like, I feel like Bobby Brown is probably in this more than Skarsgård is even. Because he's sharing so much screen time with Rebecca Hall and, and mm. other people. Yeah, well, that's another thing that's wrong with this film then. Um <laughs> But, like, in a film where you're going for for dumb fun, if Coach Taylor gave Kong a motivational speech, <laughs> like, would that be the dumbest thing you've ever seen? Yes. Would it be awesome? Yes. That really would be awesome. This movie really missed a trick there. They've got one of the great motivators of all time yeah. and, and a down-on-his-luck yeah. giant monkey. And then after the pep talk, 
Kong just runs in slow motion while Fountains of Wayne all kinds of time starts playing. I suppose he'd have, he'd have needed the young girl to sign what he was doing. Yes. Yes. Or, or maybe maybe Coach Taylor can sign. I don't know. I put nothing past Coach Taylor. Oh, but Kong- No, Kong can understand English, though. He, can't, he wouldn't be able to talk back, but he'd be able to understand Coach Taylor's speech. Can he? I'm pretty sure that that's implied that he can- He, he understands English. I'm not convinced, but then again, you were probably paying more attention than me, so I'll go with it. <laughs> so, I know how low you scored this film and how disappointing that is. Would you like to tell all the fine people at home what you're giving this? Yeah, like, as, as I said, this movie is as dumb as Rebecca Hall's character being like, we should use depth charges on a Navy vessel. Um, unfortunately, it's not as fun. As Rebecca Hall's character saying, we should use depth charges <laughs> on a Navy vessel. Uh, it's quite bad. Three out of ten. Oh, eight out of ten on this side of the fence. <laughs> I really enjoyed this movie. I'm going back to see it again tomorrow. <laughs> I saw it alone and now I I'm, I'm keep telling my wife, you have to come see this movie with me. It's so great. So, we're going to go tomorrow. I will, I will message her and be like, don't do it. It's a trap. She won't listen to you. She knows how rubbish your opinion is. No, I I loved this film. I, like, as we said, this is a film that knows exactly what it is. It has no pretenses. And I think for what it's doing, it actually does a pretty exceptional job of it. Maybe it is just because I do love the characters. I love this style of film. But for me, it, it really worked. I had a lot of fun with it. You do love bad movies. This is true. This is true. Uh, what, uh, what, what are you calling bad? Are you calling- you calling Sphere bad? Me and the rest of the world, yeah. <laughs> Rain- not Reindeer Games, surely. Uh, reindeer Games is not bad. No, bad does not do justice to <laughs> Reindeer Games. I still can't believe that you said no to my idea of making our Christmas tradition for the show just doing Reindeer Games every year. <laughs> why, why do you want to ruin Christmas for other people? <laughs> I thought you were pro-Christmas. <laughs> All right, what are we going to do next week? Next week, um, we're going to be watching a film that I suspect will be significantly better <laughs> than Godzilla vs. Kong. Um, that will be Judas and the Black Messiah. That's right. Yes, I'm, I'm really keen to watch that. Did that pick up any Oscar noms? Both, both actors, for a start. It's, yeah, it's, up, it's, it's one of the picture nominations. Are the Oscars late April this year or are they early May? It's the 20... I think our time is the... I think it's 24. 5th, but 26th for us, if I'm- I think. Of April? Of April, yeah. So, it won't be long then before we're we're putting in our predictions and- Yeah, I'm, I'm really, really keen to check that out. I feel like I haven't watched enough highbrow cinema yet this year, so- You haven't rewatched Reindeer Games? Not yet. <laughs> I'm waiting for Christmas in July, mate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> In the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at wewatchedathing.com or wewatchedathing at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all under the handle at wewatchedathing. If you want to help support the show, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash wewatchedathing, and we'll catch you next week. Watch a movie, folks. Other stuff we do. I don't know what I'm saying. And if the um, go watch a movie. Wow. <laughs> I don't know what happened to me just then. Should I do that whole thing again? Yes. Okay. <laughs>